Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back. It's another episode of Believe in Commanders. It's Anthony Armstrong, the original 1-3 right here with you, rocking my Rangers cap. They just took the uh, uh, Diamondbacks down, what, 3-1 in game three out there in AZ. And on the other side of the screen, I mean, he's rocking the Rangers blue as well. That's right. That's right. Solidarity. Mr. Brian Murphy, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, the the weather has dipped down. It's starting to actually feel like football weather. Happy Halloween. Recording this on Halloween. So uh, fall is in full effect here, and I I cannot be happier. Wish my team was playing better, but uh, all things considered, doing pretty well. All things considered, what, what are you gonna be for Halloween? You gonna be like the wolf, wolf guy or something? I should have, I should have, I should have done something that involved the beard or shaved it off and gone full Ted Lasso with a mustache. But just gonna be walking with the kids. Uh, it could uh, be a concerned parent, I guess. You could be Zach Gal- Galapanakis. Yeah, could I could have, Z- I could put the, the baby hangover in. thing. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, boom, there it is. Ideas are happening here on Believe in Commander Show. Uh, everything happens over here. We're we'll talk a little bit about the commanders, but we're going to really touch on things going around the league this episode. I mean, there's there's a lot happening with today being the trade deadline. So obviously, when we post this thing, there could be whole new stuff. So you may have to hear from one of us again if something happens, because obviously there've been talks about Montez Sweat being traded, third round pick that could escalate to a second round pick if he signs a contract extension is out there. Um, Chase Young, do you trade him? That's thrown out there. People are saying that Ron uh, could could fight for making the playoffs because there is a chance that if they just go on a run, that they could end up being a seventh seed. So I don't know. There's so many different options here, and I, but I know this much, Brian. Bet online is the place to be if you're gonna put some odds on any of those likelihoods. That's right. BetOnline.ag. Use our code Believe B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on the rest of the World Series. You can bet on NHL, NBA is back, the NFL, college football, all that esports, and you can even play casino and card games right from your tablet. So grab your tablet, your computer your laptop, your phone, log on to betonline.ag and use our code if it's your first time, B-L-E-A-V, for that 50% welcome bonus. Be sure to check all of them out. You know, like Anthony mentioned, after these trades go down, odds will change. You can jump on a team that you think makes a splash at the deadline and could make a run to the Super Bowl. Be sure to check it all out at betonline.ag. Again, use our code B-L-E-A-V for 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, it is where the game starts. Shout out to those folks, man, always holding it down for us uh, here on the Believe in Commanders show. But first things first, man, let's start off with the Commanders point blank period as it relates to the trade deadline. Um, we we talked about it last time on the show. Should mm-hmm. Washington be sellers right now? You know, should they be sellers? Should Washington be considering moving one of these defensive ends? Um, should they try to move somebody on offense? Where what what do you think they should do? I have my thoughts, but I'm gonna let you go first. I'll let you lead the way. I think my tune has changed, especially after giving up uh 38 points to the Eagles in a game where you forced a couple of turnovers, you had a couple of sacks, but you just didn't make enough game-changing plays. Um I'm okay with tra- trading anybody. I'd love to hang on to Chase Young of all the names that we've heard thrown out there. I'd really love to hang on to Cam Curl. I haven't heard his name as much. I've seen some of the national guys say that the commanders want to build around him, which I think they should. But everybody else, yeah, trade him. I mean, especially on the defensive side. If, you're, if you've been this bad, that, that vaunted first four first-round picks on the defensive line, obviously, whether it's gelling, whether it's the system, whether it's 
They're just not as good as they were billed to be. Hasn't gotten it done. I mean, this is what the third or fourth game that they've given up high 30s into the 40s. Man. So, um, you know, I'm okay with, with resetting there. I think that you can still field a competitive team for the rest of the year. Like you mentioned, they're not out of the playoff hunt which is crazy to believe so you can field a competitive team while still building for the future and i don't think that it's mortgaging the future uh, too much or, or you know getting rid of guys that are going to be a huge part of it I, I really don't foresee montez sweat signing long term here just the way he was talking um and maybe that you know we'll see officially when the trade deadline rolls around again we're recording this before then but yeah, I'm okay. Blow it up a little bit. I mean, not not tear it all the way to the ground because I think you have some good pieces. But especially on the defensive side, I think that you can make a couple changes and and uh, set yourself up for next year and beyond. I think that you need to keep ninety, and uh, I think you can let ninety nine go. Okay, I think, so you're I opposite think you on the nine. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you could trade change. I I saw a clip, um, another one of the believe shows actually covering uh the commanders as well, ref the district. Shout out to them for posting just some clips. He said he tracked all of Chase's plays against Philly. It was like 50 plays, and like 36 of them was single, um, single blocking. You know, they was double teamed one time or two times. It was like two percent of the time overall was a double team. A lot of the plays I saw, man, the dude did not look interested. This didn't yeah. really look interested, just got latched on and just kind of hung there. Now, you know, the the player in me and, and trying to think, you know, I, I, I always say devil's advocate, like, okay, well, what could have been? Maybe he's trying to stay in his lane because of Jalen Hurts is a threat. But a lot of it looked just more uninterested. Didn't really look like you just, you know, you knew the ball was coming out quick, so you're not really going to waste a, a rep on this one. And and that's not a that's not something that you want to have, you know, that people are coming to look up to. You know, if you're going to be one of the top defensive ends in this league, I need you to get out to the quarterback and make an impact every single time. I, I understand that they're trying, they're going to try to slow you down, but 36 snaps of single uh, single blocking. I mean, hey, if, you, if you're going to take over, man, if you're going to go get after quarterbacks, do it where they need to, you know, spend more than 2% of their time handling you with one one lineman. Yeah, and I'm sure the PFF stats, and you have to take those with a grain of salt, will say that he won some of those. And I've seen that his pass rate win, pass rush rate win percentage has been really good. But I, I see game-changing plays from other guys. I, I, I see the Bosa's making plays. I see Aaron Donald getting double and triple teamed and still coming up with with uh huge plays and I, I don't see that and and to be fair I don't see it from a lot of guys I know Montez Sweat had had a sack but did we even say Jonathan Allen's name on Sunday Deron Payne I think was in the middle of a couple plays but really all four of those guys have left a lot to be desired and that's why I'm okay you know I say keep chase I'm on the other side of you there but I'm not going to be heartbroken if they do move him for some value you know it's to me it's it's about effort and it's about the, it's the thing that you really can't grade. PFF doesn't grade effort. They're like they right. don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I haven't seen a, a tally that says this guy is always around the ball. This guy is always sprinting. I see a lot of effort out of out of Casey Tuhill. I see him doing some things where well, you're like, I didn't know that he could run down Jalen Hurts. You know, from the backside on a play. Like he's flashed. He's made some plays, and maybe he benefits from being opposite Montez Sweat. But damn it, you cannot have. To a, a, a pass rusher that's supposed to be a threat on either side and not nobody get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. and, and and what was it? The end of um, so 2022, they played pretty solid. Chase obviously didn't play a lot of the season, um, but there were times when two Hill and James Smith Williams stepped in and they were the guys, whether Mont I think Montez was banged up a little bit in 2021 along with Chase being out. And you're right. Those guys kind of 
played the system and they played it well and they made some impact plays. I mean, two Hill scored a touchdown last year. He has what three sacks on the, on the year this year. You're absolutely right. And yeah, it, it's hard to, it's hard to coach and teach effort. And if that effort's not there, maybe it's time yeah. for a change of scenery. I mean, cause look, look at, here's the thing. If you're going to, if you imagine if you move 99 and you're going to have Montez on one side and you assume he's going to be the one that's going to get the attention. That's going to leave these other guys, Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams, K.J. Henry, young rookie. I mean, hell, maybe even a Jabril Cox can make his way onto the field in some regard. I don't know. But these guys are going to be able to get on the field and use that effort, the youth, the the unpredictability of what the hell they're going to do to their benefit. I mean, and hey, if they're going to say, hmm, do we double team 90 or do we double team unknown players as uh what is uh Mike Tomlin called them nameless gray faces do we go against this guy Montez Sweat has earned enough of enough respect in this league to to deserve a chip a double team a tight end to be on his side on passing situation uh the other guys they have it and other and teams probably aren't going to give them that much attention so they'll take full advantage of that and it could help it could help recalibrate things on the defensive line because you're, you're forcing teams to do some other things um, that maybe it makes them get deeper into their playbook that allows you to actually rush the passer rather than it being quick. And, uh, you know, so I don't know, maybe it could work out. It's just like you said, shake some things up and oh, well. um, it can't, can't even but help. Yeah, it can't it can't be worse than and giving up as many points as you had. That was the initial point from from all of this. So you have these first again. First round picks galore all over that defense, not just the defensive line, but in the, as a linebacker, as a corner as well. You're right; it can't get, it can't get much worse. I mean, if you're three and five, and and you're letting passing touchdowns go by you like uh, they're, they're nobody's business. So uh, definitely could see things shaking up. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting: JP Finley was tweeting out, and again, this is all this all becomes moot when the trades go down. But what are your thoughts about a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball? I've seen Jacoby Brissett, maybe Cleveland trying to get him back, realizing. Deshaun's not there and or um, Antonio Gibson were the two names that I saw or really anybody else from that off offensive side of things. We've, we focus so much on the defense, which rightly so. But could you see a couple of guys or, or, or a guy move on the offensive side? You know, I, I thought about about AG being somebody that other teams could see some value in because he does have some versatility. Um, I kind of think that he would he would be. One, I, I would love him to stay in Washington because I think he played really well. This is probably his best game, uh, at least this season, most involved. Being that catch on the sideline was great on that wheel route. Um, I, I loved all of that. But I think he would look he would look good learning from Alvin Kamara and then being able to take over that role down there in New Orleans if they, you know, if that same type of style stays there. But um, I could see him being somebody that they could look at moving. Um maybe maybe i don't know why curtis samuel's name always kind of comes up but it's like do you try to get rid of you know a receiver um you know uh Diami or you know something like that but i don't know how much value they hold but i'm yeah. sure they would enjoy going somewhere else to get some more playing time um sure. i'm sure it would come with that but you know i i do think you should consider it i really do uh, you've gotten this far through the season frankly halfway through you're about average. You're about same as we thought you would be when we started the year. Um, we know where the the uh, the main weak points are, but maybe shuffling some other things on the outside could be good. I will say one thing I did notice during this game is that they shuffled around that offensive line. 
saw Chris Paul was in there. You know, they took Sadiq Charles out. You had Larson in there at center, and it seemed like they held up pretty well. So yeah. that shuffling, they must have heard Brian Murphy say, make some moves inside of what you got already, and it could help out, and it looks like it's working. Yeah, and Ricky Stromberg got banged up. But, yeah, only one sack. Of course, it was in the most pivotal moment of the game on fourth down. But got the ball out quick. I feel like it was the best offensive game plan we've seen maybe all season, but definitely in the last month or so. And so that was encouraging. It's just tough. It goes back to the defense, man. When you when you score 31 points against the Eagles and you don't win, you force two turnovers, you win the turnover battle, you stop the, the brotherly shove one time and you don't win. It's frustrating, man. That's why I'm kind of okay with – kind of blowing up that defense but yeah I think that there are some pieces that kind of like in week 18 last year when we first saw Chris Paul when we first saw Sam Howell when we first saw um Cleek Hudson maybe there are some guys that need to get rotated in you had mentioned KJ Henry um you know on the defensive side but yeah on that offensive side you know whether it was the game plan whether it was what the Eagles were given to you it, it looked like it was working and so you gotta you gotta roll with that and hopefully build off of that. We've, we've said that all year long. This this team needs to build off of some of their successes. Even if it's not in a win, still build off of some of the positives. So hopefully we see that from the offensive line. Um, you know, you're not going to face a much better front seven than the Eagles. So if you can do that against them, you should be okay yeah. against the rest of the league. But we've seen yeah. week to week, this team doesn't really care what <laughs> the norms are or what you're supposed to do. So who knows yeah. about that? Um, yeah, that but means- yeah, I, I was encouraged. I agree that there were some positives for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now let's let's get off of this. Let's get uh, get away from this game. We're moving on. You got I, I New was, England coming up. I was gonna say you could go back and listen to our recap of the first Philly game because that's the recap of this game. It was the same game basically. except it didn't go to overtime. Basically, basically, and yeah, it's it was an improvement though. I I feel like there were some adjustments made, but then they just weren't. You just kind of ran out of juice on the defensive side. But needless to say, um, there's other trade targets that are out there in the league. There's other names that have been dropped out there. A lot of big names. And hell, there was Mm -hmm. a big trade that happened today with the with the NBA. James Harden is going from Philly to join. uh, Let's feel like the 2008 like all-star team or something like that. Like it's a great team of players. It just, everybody's a little bit older now. Why Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden all on the field or on the court together after a big trade. But here's some other trade targets. Derek Henry. His name has been floated around. Uh, one side says that Tennessee would never trade him from what he's done um, so much for the organization. But I feel like that's almost like you're holding the guy hostage. Uh, right. But Somebody, some some people said that Washington to, should take a look at Derrick Henry, uh, bringing him in. I don't know what you would trade for him. I mean, you could probably send a defensive end down to Tennessee uh, and bring in a big bruiser like Derrick Henry. So, what do you think? Would Derrick Henry work in 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 Washington? If if you were five and three, not three and five, I would be all for it because I think he's a game changer. I think he can. Um, you know, with how bad the defense has been, he can eat up clock on his own, carry a drive for six minutes and then take you into the end zone. I would love that. But three and five, um, an aging running back, I don't really see why that would make sense. Um, yeah. I love the guy. I love watching him. He's, he's a lot of fun. And I think he has lost a, a step, but even that is still one of the top five running backs in the league. So yeah. I would love that, but I don't see it making sense for the 2023 commanders. But 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 what if it's it's it's, it's the forced, almost like you're forcing the square peg into the round hole and saying, like, hey, when we get a lead, if we get a lead and, and we need to run the ball, we're going to put Derrick Henry in the game. 
and he's going to be able to get you five yards. He's going yeah. to make you run the ball more. Maybe he brings you some identity. Maybe he brings I, that physicality to the offense that you're lacking. I, I think at that point, then you're punting on Brian Robinson because I think that's what Brian Robinson should be. And whether or not they're doing that, whether or not he's not capable, I think you need to see that. Otherwise, yeah. we need to figure out the entire running back room. I don't know, man. Next year. I don't know. It could be something, though. It could be because I, I mean, if you think like, but I mean, you got a bulldozer, and yeah, he's a Derek, vet. I yeah. know he's. I know he's a running guy, and you're going to just say all he does is he when he comes in the game, he's going to run it. But I mean, maybe you can use Robinson in, in more explosive ways, right? He can still run the ball inside, and he but he's been more of a big play guy, and now and you know instead of having to turn to Rodriguez. You know, you could turn to Derrick Henry, who's been in there, who knows how to pick up blitzes. And I got to say, uh, shout out to the running backs for picking up those blitzes yeah. on Sunday. There was some Rydell's thumping, some some pads were popping. And I was I, like, I feel like yeah. this. I, I feel like Eric Bieniemy said every single period is blitz period this week. Generally, you only do it one time a week for about 12 plays. I feel like they blitz every single time because you had to put the pads back on and get physical. So shout out to them for that. But I think adding Derrick Henry could be something. I'd be okay with it in the in the offseason. I, I don't want to trade for the guy. I don't think that you – a team that, that obviously is going to need some pieces in the future, I don't want to give something up for – Man, look, man. I'm out. I'm out. Hey, man, look, man, look. Let's say you trade 99 and – and 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 you might have to give up a pick or some, but you get Derrick Henry. He gets you some tread. He can be physical. It gets I'm late. In, it gets late in the season. FedEx Field gets late little, in the season gets, when you're what seven and look. They're, they're fighting seven for seven, ten. They're, but they're fighting for seven plays. They're fighting. To, hey man, they might need that physicality to just say, look, we're gonna Maybe. turn around and hand it to the big fella. He gonna get that, dude, like a, we got a tush push. Put him at quarterback. Put Derrick Henry in the center. And let him push the thing. He'll push the whole damn pile 10 yards. Like I said, if you had beaten the Giants, if you had beaten the Eagles, and you're sitting here at five and three, sign me up. But right now, this is a – I'm, I'm leaning towards a lost season. I know you got half. But here's the thing, though. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. If you're sitting there, if you're sitting there, lost season, why the hell not? But if, but if, if you beat these other I, two teams – then you're sitting there pretty like, why do we change anything? Why would we want to shake anything up now? Hey, man, look, this we've shown seven different versions, and this is a, the, the Sunday version showed up twice. So kudos for playing up the Philly. But I don't know what you're going to get against New England. I have no clue, but I do you know that be, you gonna, could win that game. You could, but they could have beat. They could have should have beat New yeah. York. Could have should have beat Chicago. So I, don't I know. wish. I really, I really, I do wish, and I know with a 17 game schedule, I'm sure it just has to work out this way, but I wish the trade deadline was next week. Cause I feel like, don't you feel like four and five is a little different than three and five? Four and five is like, okay, we're, we're, we're a half a game out. The, the Vikings lost their quarterback. Are the Rams any good? The 49ers are falling back to earth. No. Where, whereas on the flip side, you're three and six, you're like, okay. It's time to start evaluating man. for the future. I wish we had one more week. I'll say that. I, I, I feel you on that, man. But if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Oh, I get man. it. Yeah, yeah. And, no, I get it. And I feel it because when, I, when I'm playing Madden and we get into week eight and I've been sitting there where I'm like, man, if I make this trade, I'm either going up or I'm going down. Like, because right now I don't know what we got. 
I think it's it's one of them things you're going to just have to make the plunge. I think you do it. And is Derrick Henry the guy you bring in out of all of this? I, honestly, I, I'll say this. I would much rather trade. I would much rather trade Chase Young and a pick and a late pick for Derrick Henry and, and, a, and a pick. That way, at least it's somebody that I can see now. I don't have to wait yeah. until April to draft this guy. And then they're going to say, remember that trade that happened? Da, 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 da? Screw that. Give me a player that can at least play now. Maybe he gives me a, the rest of this year and next season, and then we move on. Right. What about a, what about another guy? I know you texted me about him, and it was just pitiful to watch on Monday Night Football. Devontae Adams. Mm. What's the deal there? I mean, as a football fan, I want to see the guy traded to to another team. Uh, where he can potentially contribute, uh, but that was ugly. On uh, and the Raiders are a disaster, and he all but wants out, and it feels like they're not going to let him. Man, I feel like you talk about being held hostage. That man, exactly. When league. you said that earlier, I was like, "Oh, are we oh, talking about Devonte Adams?" But yeah, yeah. My gosh, he's in a tough spot, man. And and to think that you leave Aaron Rodgers to go team up with your. With your with your, your boy former, from college, your former yeah. quarterback, then they ship him out of there, and now you sitting on the island with your with your hands wide open, and then they you know they bring in uh, they had a rookie quarterback, and then now they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, the head coach the, guy. Yeah, I was gonna say the Patriot retreads because they also have Brian Hoyer who's throwing passes too. And yeah. then I saw I think I saw Marcus Spears tweet out or quote tweet uh, was Derek Carr's deep bomb to Rashid Shahid is like. You know, yeah, this is what you let go. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what, man? All I can think of is is our good friend. He's been on the show. Is Mister Tyler Palomas? He he. You just go over there to, to Twitter. Go over there to X and just do at Tyler Palomas and just ask him his opinion of Josh McDaniels. Uh, he will go on and on about how the guy just totally was, blew up a great thing out there in Britain with the Broncos. I was going to say was he with him the first go around with the Broncos? Okay, yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, he was there then. And so he he'll have his own opinions of how Josh McDaniels and and I feel like Devonte and Tyler could probably share a beer and and have some similar experiences because I don't understand how you have uh, a prolific receiver like Devonte Adams. Still prime top 5 top 7 receiver. And really, he's wide the hell open, and you don't get him to rock. He got one catch. That's mm -hmm. a that's a damn look. They scheme up running backs to get more catches than that. I've seen tight end. Hell, Travis Kelsey gets schemed up about 10 little easy two yard catches so he can get his numbers up. He does finish now. Okay, so don't yeah. come after me, Swifties. Um, shake it off now, but. You could get this man open, and you're supposed to be an offensive guru. Now, I, I'm gonna say this: been the thing, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. We, we can get on about McDaniel's, but Devontae Adams. What do you think they should do? You think they should trade him? Should somebody like bring in a life preserver to just get that guy out of Vegas? They should. I don't think they will. It doesn't seem like that way the Raiders operate. And I'm looking in the future here, and it, I I could totally see the Raiders bringing in like a Ryan Tannehill or like a, a, another veteran journeyman quarterback as their way mm -hmm. to please him. And I think it's just going to blow up. And I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen the last of Devontae Adams. He doesn't seem like that, but like would they put him on like an NFI list or something like that to, 
to because it's just going to be a distraction. There's no way this gets better. This team is not good enough. They should trade them. I don't think they will, unfortunately. It's it's so interesting that they went from where they were at last year to having a you know barely barely got their running back under contract, and now the star receiver that you spend all your money on is not getting utilized. Um, I tell you. Man, it, that man, that's it's, it's, a, that's a crazy. It, it went from it went from being a good organization, a good situation, to quickly it went from sugar to shit like that. Yeah, and I, in a, it's not as scandalous, but it kind of feels like what the Browns did to Baker Mayfield. They said they wanted an adult in the room, and you went and you got Deshaun, which is a totally different topic. But it's like you had Derek Carr, who had given his everything to that organization. You basically blacklisted him, didn't allow him on the field what the last month of last season, and then you go get a guy that I mean, essentially the same guy. It just it feels like you were trying to upgrade something that was already good enough. I, it just yeah, bad. I Man. mean, I look I look at the Commanders and I'm like, at least you know we're moving in the right direction. There are some teams that just kind of seem like they're they're okay with being in the middle, and and that's it. Uh, you know, it's it, it is upsetting to sit there. And I, I don't know anybody on the, on the Raiders. I wish I did, because I'd be like, man, what the hell going on over there? Uh, but they don't know, and I don't know. But I, with with that head coaching mess going on, and then with Sean Payton's wonderful coaching uh, job going on in Denver, congrats on getting a W. Um, it leads me to think about eventual head coaching openings. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it too early for that? No, they already got bets, probably on bet online. Who's the first head coach to, to lose their job? But um, who do you, who who's coming open and what's coming open? I think you know, think Washington is in in play. You know, you're thinking obviously Rivera could be out of there. Um, but is is Eb the immediate person that you upgrade? I think so. But I think so too. But is it e- something that they're gonna try to get nosy and go elsewhere? Yeah, I, I mean, you got. If Dallas crashes and burns, what they seem okay right now, they had a big win, but I'm still not ever sold on the Cowboys, and you never know what Jerry could could McCarthy be out. That's two in the NFC East. Um, if everything falls apart for Minnesota, I know you've de- dealt with injuries to your two best players. Could Stefanski be out? Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Sean Payton, Josh McDaniels. Does do Gannon and like Steichen do they get to stay on as as first year guys? I think they do. But you know, there there always is this like one wild card that pops up to where you're looking at six, seven names, and I don't see how this offseason is going to be any different. And and so it'll be interesting to see Todd Bowles in in Tampa Bay uh, yeah. if they can't somehow win the division. Arthur Smith, same for the Falcons. So there there could be upwards of about ten if you really things break the right or wrong way, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be any more former. Washington coaches that get head coaching gigs here soon. Um, I'm sure there's somebody on. I'm sure there's somebody on Mike McDaniel's coaching staff that was part of Washington that'll get a look at this this offseason. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, that is a fact. There's gonna be some people out there, man. But it's 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 so interesting to see how. It's interesting. It's interesting to look at just the hiring process and how much noise they make about it, and then teams seem to go and buy the same crap, right? Like. Yeah. Like when we talk about the head coach of Vegas out there, I mean, this is the second time and he backed out one other time. Like, I like I don't know that as as prestigious of an opportunity as it is to play in the NFL. And and you hear about Mike McDaniels ha- like literally 
fighting alcoholism to get back into the league. And he has it written down how many days he's been out of the league before he got back in. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy who gets a head coaching job, blows up a team, fails, goes back to where he was before, gets another job, backs out at the last minute, and then goes and gets another head coaching position. There is something wrong with the process. Well, yeah, it's like Adam Gase all those years kept getting, uh, you know, chances, and then a guy like Eric Bieniemy can barely get a second interview. Yeah, it's 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 bad, and and you're absolutely right. I, I want to see as much as um, as much as like I I would love Eric Bieniemy to be the guy. I also want Washington to turn over every stone, and yeah. so that's kind of why. I don't think this is a hot take and I don't think this is something that you and I do. We're not always every week, like fire him, bench him. I don't understand at this point. I would let Rivera walk. I would let him uh, go on with, with him, with himself. Great man. I would get out now, give Eric Bienemy the rest of the season. And you've kind of already interviewed your first guy to where you have a head start for the off season. When those six, seven, other eight other jobs are open. I, I I don't think that's a hot take, and I don't think that's like a get rid of Ron or you know blow it all up. But I think yeah. that that's a reasonable thing to where you're not hiring the same retreads over and over. I think that could give you a, a leg up in that process. But I'm with you. This how some of these guys keep getting they're like roaches. They keep coming back. They hide for a little bit and they come back. It's it's incredible. Oh man, man, I tell you, you got me giggling with the roaches comment, man. But it, Josh it is, I mean, I mean, is there a better analogy? I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't even know the guy like that, so I shouldn't even. But I mean, we're just from the outside looking in. I'm like, man, I'm like, wow, you get a lot of opportunities. So good, good for him to be able to have that, to have that, uh, uh job security, to have as much uh, ability to do that. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, just, just, just something that you got to question from time to time. But man, I tell you, this has been a good conversation, B. Right? Uh, it's been right. good chopping up with you, kind of getting off of the, the uh, regular old commanders talk. But y'all can join in this conversation over there on social media, folks. Let us know uh, what's up with the Derrick Henry. Should he be in Burgundy and Gold? I think that it could be something to to really consider, and, and it would force. Uh, force you to run the ball a little bit more, even though Sam Howell almost threw for four bills on Sunday. Uh, but hit us up, Believe in Commanders. Believe Commanders on Twitter, IG, and TikTok, YouTube as well. And then don't forget, you can hear us, watch us, all that good stuff uh, all over the place. Uh, on Steer- Sirius Stadium, Reach TV, uh, you, n- you name it, you can see us and watch us there. So thanks for checking out and listening and watching the show all season long. Good or bad, three and five, three and 14 or 14 and you know whatever the numbers add up to 12 and 5 if they reel off nine in a row uh we'll be breaking it all down and talking about the commanders and more like we did today yes and i'm betonline.ag use that code believe get that welcome bonus folks where's Devonte adams going to end up at is he traded or is he going to be sitting there in vegas sulking in a penthouse or something i feel for you my boy i hope you get up out of there but look i'm gonna get up out of here be right have yourself a good day happy halloween folks Tweet us y'all's Commander's costumes. I'm Anthony Armstrong. That's Brian Murphy. We'll see you on the next one. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.